Hey, one quick thing before we get started. I just want to remind you that this podcast is for information, education, and entertainment. It is not a substitute for therapy or therapeutic interventions. If you find yourself in crisis, please visit your local emergency room or contact a crisis hotline. Hey everyone, it's LaShonda from Labors of Love, and you are listening to the Labors of Love podcast. So joining me today are actually two repeat guests uh, on the podcast. One, Coach David Fairbanks, you can find way back in season one, where we talked about his labor of love, and you can find him again on my very first friend cast. Uh, that he and I did. True story actually recorded the same day. We finished the first podcast. We was like, yo, man, we still want to talk. <laughs> and so we talked about mm-hmm. our relationship. And so he is back joining us and another repeat guest, but he is always here. My producer slash hubby slash life partner, Jay Suggs. So today we are just, we really are just talking today. I feel like every podcast is an opportunity for you to listen in on a conversation I'm having with someone. Um, But this one, for real, um, I have spoken in many capacities, whether it's on my Therapy Thursday videos, I'm sure I've talked about it on the podcast and in different social media uh, formats, how um, David is our and Colin, so I'm gonna call him Fairbanks <laughs> now that he has his formal introduction, but um, he is our personal trainer. So he comes to our home and uh, we work out and it's all about functional movement and, pull and, up training, on you. And, <laughs> and training our bodies. So I've talked about it in certain ways. I've gleaned a whole lot of useful information. Um, and we frequently talk about the overlap between the work that I do, um, with like the body and the mind, spirit, all that good stuff and the work that he does. And so we just want to talk about it. Jay is here because, well, he be getting worked out too. Um, so (laughs) here we go. So where y'all want to start? How about, uh, Fairbanks, let's start with like, let's talk about mobility, movement, and mindset and what that is for you and your work. And then we'll just kind of chime in with how we as participants are impacted by that. So mobility movement, I call it my three M's, mobility, movement, and mental training. Uh, and that really just started off as a way for me to put everything together that I was trying to get people to work on when we when we trained together like I was trying to come up with a simplified way uh, to get people to understand what training with me would be like uh, without going in you know without starting you know the conversation off with some sort of like long drawn out explanation so you know people generally ask like you know well what do you do um, and and I just say you know hey it's, it's mobility movement and mental training Um, And that at least starts the process of getting people to understand that, you know, it's a holistic uh, approach. Uh, So we're obviously we are going to do some movement. uh, That's part of training. uh, But we are going to look at, you know, some of the foundation, the mobility pieces of it uh, that stretches beyond some of those movements that you would typically see in the training uh, environment. Um, And it all it all breaks down to, to, you know, your mind body connection. So that was that that mental uh part of it as well so it was just a it's, it was just a, a simple way for me to get people to understand what I was trying to do uh with my training and then it's just kind of it's evolved over time as I've gotten a chance to to work with more and more people uh and it's something I, I appreciate the fact that it's it's broad you know it doesn't it it, it can work with an elite athlete uh, it can work. And I think of everybody as athletes. So, you know, but it can work with, you know, an actual elite athlete that's maybe playing, you know, a sport at a high level. It can work with, you know, a couple that you're training in their home and just bringing a few pieces of equipment to to work with them. 
um, you know, it could work in a group setting like it does in our facility with the people that I do Olympic weightlifting with. Um, it's just that foundation um, piece that gets people all thinking the same way about what we're trying to do overall with our training experience and how we want that to fit into our lifestyle. Um, and then from there, whatever you want to do from a training perspective, then that kind of drills down, you know, and that's even, you know, I do something a little bit different with you than I would do with my people that I, that I work with um, in my groups that are here, but it's, it's all the same kind of work at, at the root. So that's where that mobility movement, mental training, uh, that's that's where that that naming came from and then that's where even you know the training that's up under that uh, has evolved from so hmm, what do I want to ask you well how about Jay and I talk for a second about um one let's talk about the benefit of not having to leave your house um <laughs> that's priority for me lately <laughs> I I don't like leaving my house. I don't know if I've explicitly stated that, but if I don't have to leave, I don't want to leave. There are a few things that go into that one. I love my house. I love my home. It was specifically curated with my family in mind. And when you have something that was designed from top to bottom for you, well, you don't, I don't want to leave it. So there is sometimes this, this, um, this tension between knowing you want to accomplish something or do something like movement, exercise and things like that. But then there are these barriers that sometimes get in the way. Like I don't like leaving my house. What I appreciate is that David has removed one of those barriers at the same time. It also (laughs) removes one of your excuses, right? Because the schedule that I have, um, especially when we first started working together, would not have accommodated me needing to leave home, drive probably, what is it, 30, 35 minutes, um, spend an hour and a half doing something, then taking 30, 35 minute drive back. So there was a significant barrier in my way from wanting, I mean, from something that I wanted to do, which was movement moving my body, exercise and things like that um, with the special expertise of a trainer. And so he removed that barrier by coming to our home and utilizing the space that we had here. So one, I think that's dope. And I want to let people know that that's an option. I don't know that I would have considered that to be an option before it happened. There's always been a narrative. And if I was going to work out at home, it was going to be something video-based, right? So maybe you know, you um, subscribe to a program and you have things like that. And if I'm not mistaken, like the Peloton movement came along and I think it's live, like that the trainers are actually doing something in real time, um, but there's still this distant component. So I appreciate that, you know, I have someone who's coming to me. Yes. Well, and I was going to just chime in with you. I think you know, with us having having done a couple of these and us just trying to drill down more and more into what the real work looks like, um, I think this leaves a great opportunity to just talk with people um, about what that really looks like to where there was, a, you know, there was and probably still is like a Peloton movement, um, a movement in general, uh, just for people to, to utilize like on base or online base. Um, services so that they can, you know, work out in the home. Um, there are services where, you know, it's going to be more cookie cutter. You're, you're, you know, tuning into videos that have been created for you and, you know, you're utilizing those workouts. And that's a great, that's a great option for people, you know, in, in some ways, you know, doing anything is going to be better than doing nothing at all. And if that's you just getting started and that's something that's keeping you motivated, by all means do that. Um, I think it's cool to talk into um, what, excuse me, what our work um, started off as and what it has become uh, as far as not only us being able to just kind of tailor fit those workouts to what it is that that you and Jay specifically needed, um, but having a coach um, there with you real time to not only work you through that current session, but to leave you with um, some ideas and practices that you can put into place uh, to utilize in between time. And so that's framed as a benefit. It is a benefit. It's also a pain in the ass, y'all. Listen, 
when you are looking <laughs> when you looking at a video <laughs> when you doing a video you you do the thing right and you you do as much of that thing as you do <laughs> the positionality of your body like you're doing it you know and maybe and you're good job for doing it. it good job for doing it let me tell you what it means to have a coach in your home it means <laughs> <laughs> you have somebody who is constantly um for your benefit noticing all the things and giving you feedback. So I would say if I had a top five list, which I don't, but I'm sure I'll develop it throughout the podcast. Top five, top five. Top five, top five things that I have taken away <laughs> from our, 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 our time together is one, it started with him. It started with the coach. It started with Fairbanks giving me feedback. But one of the most important things that he did was he taught me how to listen to the feedback from my body. Mm, self-correction. That's the whole word right there. So as people who move into different things, maybe things that you haven't done before, or maybe you have done before, but you want to get better at, we are oftentimes conditioned in our culture um, to get feedback from an external source. And I think that is very important. He obviously can, from a distance, see my whole body in a way that I can't physically see while I'm in the middle of a movement. And so as he moved in to kind of help me realize things, it was never, I mean, literally never has it been, you're doing that wrong. It's always more so been a question, the question. And anytime he started with this question, I'm pretty sure if my eyes weren't rolling outside, they were definitely rolling inside. It would be like, so how'd that feel? And I'm just like, damn it, what I do wrong? <laughs> <laughs> what you know and in the, the honesty is like it wasn't all that wasn't always the case but it was like this thing so how'd that feel and you like um but it caused me to pay attention to the feedback that my body is giving me not always relying on him because what we're one two times a month that he's physically here the expectation is if I want to continue to make gains and losses in some cases, then that work has to continue when he's not here. And if he's not here to physically point out um, the things that he's seeing or give me feedback, I have to learn how to take that feedback from my body. And that is something that you don't get when you're not like in the same room, you know, as your coach, which is a huge benefit. But let me tell you, I have, and he does this thing. I don't even know if he knows he does it. But there is a very clear point where he moves into coach mode. His voice slightly changes, like his stance yes, alters a little bit. And you know, when you went from, I don't know, sometimes in our case, 15 minutes to an hour of just kicking it. Cause we don't, we're friends. Like this is my brother. We, we got a long history together and we can be just talking. And then it's like, bam, the switch hit. And you be like, oh, all right. <laughs> They try to get me sometimes too. Like that, that 15 will turn into like 30, 45. And I'm like, well, wait a minute now. You're still supposed to be training today. Like, let's go, let's go and pop up here and get, get, get going. I don't know if that was conscious or subconscious, but it's yeah, right, right, right. Yeah. That, you yeah. know, there'll be times like, oh man, we just ain't seen you in a while. He'd just be like, time to get to work. <laughs> <laughs> so when, when coach voice comes on, which is not, you know, about um you know you people hear coaches is never yelling it's never it's not the things that some people typically think with with coaching it actually turned into like more educational like you can tell that he's he's teaching you something it's just a focus just it's a different focus intent it's a different focus a different intent um that's another stigma uh that I want to continue to like talk through and like work through with just real time feedback on what we're actually doing I think people do initially just associate when you say coach or when you say trainer um there's like this you know this punishment kind of thing to it like where you have to be working out for a certain amount of time or like you know maybe even getting yelled at or or, or something like that in order to really get work done and like that's never what I really want to do with my people I mean I'm very I'm very passionate like like I say you know me for years so I'm very passionate. I'm very animated. 
Um, I love to joke around in the right times. Um, but then I also, I'm very serious about what I'm doing. So, you know, we do flip that switch from that time when we're, you know, just talking and, and catching up on things to where, you know, no movement, movement is life. You know, it, it creates a, an ability for us to, to, to live and maintain a certain type of lifestyle. So when I'm working with people, especially if it's people that I'm close with, like you and Jay, like it, it means a lot to me to make sure that, you know, whenever you guys need the mind and body connected, it is there for you without you having to second guess it, because I know what that's like if it's if it's not, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it is serious, like, it, and, you know, we're joking about it, but like, in a in a real way, like, it, I know it means a lot to you all to be able to to move and, and have have your body and have your faculties there with you the way they, they should be. And, you know, as a person who you guys pay me to come in and do this, like, it means a lot that you pay me to do that. So I want to make sure that I show up and give you give you real time information that you're able to use, period. Yes, and we appreciate it. I joke, but we really do appreciate it. You know, I am not a person that will ever be motivated by somebody yelling at me. You start yelling at me, I go to a different space. Who are you talking to? Like, this is not how (laughs) I engage. Like that, that's Mm. that's not going to be something that encourages me. That would set up more barriers for me. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. and so I always appreciate that. Like, and I'm not talking like get hype with me. You know what I mean? come alongside but but berating or anything that feels like that so it's not it's never like that um going back to my top five top five um something you said I think a number and this is in no particular order by the way but another takeaway for me was um um, I think we were getting ready to do some core work and then I learned that my core wasn't just my stomach. So that was a whole, <laughs> that was a whole <laughs> moment. Like, oh, okay. So there is more to my core, but we were getting ready to do a core exercise. I remember this, we're in, in the basement and he's like, yep, we're going to work some core. And I, whatever I did or well, probably said, it might not have been words. Maybe it was like a sigh or something. And he simply said, this isn't punishment. And like that phrase was like, huh, like, no, no joke. You can ask them. I pause multiple times a session. I sometimes have to bring a notebook with me because I have to take notes on what's happening in the session because it's directly linking to other work that I'm doing for myself. A number of Therapy Thursday videos have been a direct result from training. I've said that, but just that phrase, it's not punishment required me to rethink my relationship with movement and exercise because it has been framed as punishment, especially someone who has always had a larger body. The, the idea of exercise movement and things like that has always somehow in my life, either from my own self or from external people been framed as me needing to punish myself um in some kind of way well and i'm sean if i can chime in on that i feel like there was a time i don't remember exactly how long it was after we had started working together but you know that initial work we did you know was just checking in you know you guys felt like you were getting a great a great workout um and it's, it's checking all those boxes but there was like a time you know maybe maybe three four five months in where, you know, we had done that cycle of of doing our one or two sessions and then you getting to check in with just movement outside of that. And we were doing the cycle of things were clicking outside of the session. We come into the session, work on that stuff, and then you take it into your work outside. And we did that three or four different times. And then now as we're coming back into our work within our sessions, there's more questions I think the work, even the level of difficulty was starting to to level up too. So now you're getting more feedback on some of that stuff that you were starting to tap into outside. So now the cycle as a whole started to level up where you, you guys started to look forward to that work as much as it was still work and working out. Like it was feedback that you need for that next bit of work mm-hmm. that you're going to do. And that's, that's all we're trying to do or else, we're staying stagnant. We're not giving our bodies and our minds a chance to, to regenerate, you know? Yeah. So Jay, I want to bring you in and just have you talk a little bit about 
what this experience was like for you? So for me, I enjoyed it um, because the functional movement, it's there's a lot of things like I have a bad shoulder and I can honestly feel that the shoulder is is getting better. The movement in it is way better than it is. Um, There was a time back in college, like I worked out consistently but I think I forget, maybe it was one of those, I caught the flu or something like that and then just stopped going. Um, and this is like the first time that I've actually really been active in this sense, really since then. And I can already see the gains. Um, one thing that I will say is, and I think Shonda, me and you were talking about this the other day. Uh, we don't think he knows, Fairbanks, we don't think you know what dynamic really means. <laughs> <laughs> like. Like anytime you say the word dynamic, we're going to pay for it the next day. (laughs) (laughs) So for context, y'all, it'll, it'll, and I, I wish, and we got some videos, like, like I have videos of our training. We would sometimes set up a tripod, but it would be something like, so he always comes in with his equipment and he has this little crate thing. So some equipment you don't, you can't see it's inside the crate. But you also know when he come in with them heavy ass kettlebells, um, kettlebells. kettlebells you're like, okay, it's one of them. Okay. Like I bring right. the whole family. I mean, sometimes. he bring the family like 15, 25, 35, 45. And you like, okay, all right. So he gets it in. And then he as he's like helping you prep for. So our warm-ups started to look relatively the same. We do these things called cars. And as we're going through, he kind of lays out for us what the day will hold and the parts of the body that we're gonna be working in. And he's like, and then we'll do some dynamic, but and we just like, okay. Ah, anytime, you know, we're gonna do some dynamic movement. And you just like anytime he says the word dynamic, that means that post-workout you got to climb them steps from the basement and your body gonna be like but why are we doing this and and it's something because we be happy to see him so we help carry that equipment downstairs sometimes after them dynamic workout (laughs) we be like yeah you gonna have to carry this up yourself like i ain't touching that kettlebell So that is true. We'd be like, do he know it's like the the princess bride? I don't think that word means what you think it means. But tell us about dynamic movement, dynamic. How tell the people what you mean when you say it? No, I just wanted to to check in with you know with some of the stuff that Jay said, um, and just say how much I appreciate the work that I get to do with my fellas. Um, you know, I feel like there just naturally there's a certain way. That, that men and, and women um, fit in and balance out society and make things the way that they need to be. Um, and I love when I get a chance not only to do the work that I'm doing with, with couples, like I'm doing with both of you, but then like within that space, uh, when I get a chance to do that work uh, with other men. And it, it looks different than, you know, some of the normal work that you see when you when you have guys in the gym together. And and Jay, that's one of those we're always saying. I've talked to LaShonda about this. Like at some point, I, I want you down at the gym so that we can get into the next level of it. But right now it's 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 down into it and it's it's helping with the shoulder. It's it's helping connect to how some of the things going on in the hips may affect what's going on in the shoulder. It's down into our feet. So it's it's close. Um, and that's something that I think sometimes guys aren't used to, uh, but it's been cool to just be in that space, like I said, with you guys as a couple, but then just with Jay uh, to be able to just work through stuff and be able to give some of that information that I've learned over time and to just have him be receptive of it. Like, I, I love those opportunities mm-hmm. where where men get to get to just share what they've learned um, and you're actually sharing like the, the other the other party is actually um, you know, thankful, um, are willing to receive that information. So, so, so thank you for that, Jay. I appreciate that. Yeah, no problem, sir. It is something that I definitely use. Um, anytime where I'm just in a process where I'm standing still, I'll just break out into some cars <laughs> yeah. like yeah. immediately. So, yeah, um, I'm used to people looking at me weird, like, especially when I'm in the airport and things like that, like that stuff where anytime I'm like passing time, um, you know, when I'm driving is one of those opportunities, like it, it's a lifestyle. So if there are these these little opportunities here or there throughout the day where you can get those easy reps in, that's what cars are for. So 
it, it's a it's a beautiful thing like that. I, I appreciate that. So now I still want you to define dynamic. <laughs> so in my mind, in my mind, dynamic just means anything that forces you to think about how the body is going to be set up initially to generate power and then how it needs to be set up on the back end of that to absorb the power. So jumping is, is, is dynamic. Um, your kettlebell swings, obviously, you know, especially with some of those heavy kettlebell swings, if you just do the low part of it, you're not worried about what you're doing on the other side of it, you're going to have major problems, you know? So just things that force you to, to, to be aware of what you're doing on both sides of the movement. Um, you know, that's where I, I tend to start to use that word dynamic. Well, it be dynamic. Let me tell you. And so, of course, that generally affects the muscle, the muscles too, after yes, the fact. So. After the fact, right? <laughs> <After> the fact, <laughs> yeah. It so, has a way of letting you know it was dynamic. Exactly. All right. So you said two things that will bring me to my three and four of my top five. Um, I'll, the first one I'll talk about is um, this work with Fairbanks had me... Um, it required me to redefine and rethink power. And I mean that in so many different ways, but mm -hmm. specifically for the body, there were always, um, and I might even branch this out further. And, and, and instead of bringing it just to power, what I will say is it had me reconceptualize all of the images and narratives I had been given about what power looks like, what strength looks like, and what health looks like. So throughout our time, there was never, ever any focus on what do you want your body to look like, and then workouts being tailored to that. Instead, there was a focus on what do you want your body to do? And how do you mm -hmm. want to feel? And then wrapping our experience around that was huge. So that that's a big deal. Noting that for every push, there's a pull, right? Like that, that's huge. Like when I am, when I am, um, uh, if I'm, I'm, I'm doing a, pre uh, not a press, but like a bicep curl of some sort, I'm, 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 I, I had that. Yeah. I used my strength to pull that thing up, but I never thought about when it was time to release down that there was an actual intentional movement that went with that. It was just lifted up and then it almost just kind of falls away. So then I began to go like, oh, wait. So there is a push and a pull. And when I push in one part of my area, I'm, I'm gathering the strength and the power to do that from another area of my body. What? Listen, I, I was a, I was a student athlete. Um, you know, I have been moving most of my life. And so I have had plenty of opportunities for somebody to tell me that was a thing. <laughs> And really, I don't think that a lot of people knew that it was a thing. I think people were teaching me what they knew and the best that they could um, all the way from when I would shoot a jump shot to when I played volleyball to when I did shot put, like I did shot and disc in high school for years. And I was just thinking like, if I had a conceptual understanding of how my body actually worked, oh man, you when I was a freshman to see dominated. oh my God, cause I wasn't bad not even realizing that my body was connected, body parts were connected to each other. Had yeah. I actually knew and understood how those things work together? <sighs> yeah. So LaShonda, that gets to even the deeper work for me. So, you know, I'm still in the process where, you know, I, I'll, I'll post, you know, the work that I do uh, with my training um, just to, you know, kind of keep me honest on on what I should be doing, but then also just to help people kind of tap in uh, with what that work looks like for me. First of all, there is work for me. Um, like, I don't ever want it to be something where, um, you know, I'm doing this as a profession and I'm not working on myself that way. Like, I feel like I would I would misrepresent what it is that I'm trying to do. So 
I always want to make sure that I'm doing my work. And then that allows me to, to stand in that space wherever it is that I need to be in order for people to be able to make those connections that they need to make in real time with what it is that we're doing. And so at the level that we work at, when I'm at you guys house, you know, the dynamic movements that I throw in, you know, let's, let's say the kettlebell swings, the kettlebell swings, you know, there's consequences there if I'm not paying attention to both sides of the movement. So it keeps the focus and the intent honest and pure. And that's the same thing that I get with the group that I work with when I do Olympic weightlifting. Now, the thing with them at their level, the snatch and the clean and jerk are super technical movements. So they end up looking at me for the why behind things, you know, why things aren't moving the way that they want them to move. It's never it's never really technically how they're they're doing the lifts It's more so how they're organizing the bodies to try to do the lift. And if I get them thinking more about, you know, what they're missing there, then the, the what we've taught them as far as how you do the lift, that that's already there. Like that doesn't change. What needs to change is how they're organizing around that constant, how that lift needs to be done. And so it, it, once you once you change a person's mindset and they start looking at all of those things, you know, I call it the low hanging fruit, all of that stuff that's there, like, oh, I could just push my full foot through the floor and that like connects me to other parts of my body. Like the, the rest is done. You know, now they're going to start to think, well, where else am I missing? You know, some of that connection that I could have. And then it's up to it's up to the person to do the work. That's that's back to me. That's why I train the way I train. Like that's something that really intrigues me. So anytime I get a chance to do that work, I'm down, I'm down on it. You know, I'm trying to do it. The mindset, the the mental, the mental awareness of the physical body and how it works together has been the game changer. I will say, I think if it was just about movement, I would have got tired and moved on like I did many other times with movement, but because it's so connected, um, my awareness keeps bringing me back. And then I realized because, you know, it's our workouts. Don't get me wrong. <clears throat> I sweat. Um, <laughs> but it's not about some of the other things. How long are you doing it? How many reps and how many pounds? Like that those are the indicators of strength and improvement. But how my body is able to be able to stack and load and, and do things that I didn't really think that I could. So that was three. The next point, number four for me, is how much I appreciate being able to do this work with my partner, with the person that I spend my life with, that I share my bed with, that I raise my children with, because there is an intimacy in this work. You know, want very early on, uh, Fairbanks would do a thing where as he was, as we were in that stage where we were mostly relying on him to give us feedback, we were growing in our capacity to receive the feedback from our bodies. As he would give feedback, he would call, if he was working with Jay, he would call me over, say, Hey, come here. And he would show me what he was seeing. Like, um, he would, he would help me know where to like, where to touch and what to feel. Do you feel that? And so he was prepping each of us to be the eyes and the witness and provide that external feedback for each other. Right. So, you know, Jay might be able to look and notice like, Hey, my stance is wide because that was one of the things my feet up under my hips was not a thing before we start <laughs> working together. Like my, my idea of, you know, my standing up straight and I, I had a perpetual lean back. Like I was never I'm standing straight up. <laughs> so um, you got to wait. So number five is going to be compensations, but we're going to talk about compensations in a minute, but <laughs> I was going to say, that's a whole podcast. I mean, right a whole like what you podcast. just, what you just said right there. Mm. I ain't even standing up straight. Like I ain't that's even, a whole thing. I got right so we, I, I got, I, I'm saving compensations for five because I have so many stories of my own personal experience, but I want us to all talk about it. But so I, I'm leaned back. So Jay could like point that out. Jay's feet 
point outward <laughs> you know when, before we started working it was like his feet almost co- created a v <laughs> when he was standing straight instead of his feet being straight <laughs> so like me being able to do that and how we will still do that sometimes like if we're walking you know it's it happens less and less because we're we're doing the work but i will then note that I noticed that it's not like, I'm like, look at your feet. Oh, straight. (laughs) So, you know, this relationship, um, being able to do it together, it, there is an intimate quality of it beyond anything that, you know, it's not just like, you know, oh, it's intimate. You gonna, you gonna spot me, you know, um, when I'm doing this heavy weight. No, it's just about being able to notice. Now I have said, tons of times to be known is a deep, deep uh, desire for humanity, but for me to be known. And I, I have this kind of personality and a kind of public forward persona where people think they know me because I don't know, they listen to my podcast or they've been to this, but like, it's those beneath deeper things when somebody can call it out that that's where I feel known. So I really appreciate like being able to do this. And so sometimes when we're working through some of the challenges that our body or compensations or whatever is happening, like we will then learn, okay, you know, if this is what's happening with her, Jay, if you massage right here while she's doing that, or if you do this, you know, that'll help give her the feedback from her body that she needs, you know, Shonda here, can you see what I'm seeing? You notice this, if you touch here. So it really was also, I would say it enhanced our relationship, Jay and I's relationship to the point where touch physical touch and movement took on a deeper dimension than just some of the ways in which touch and movement together had been previously offered. So anything from your perspective on that, Jay? I would agree. Um, And then it's always awesome to suffer with somebody else Um, (laughs) when you are like going through it and you're just, you know, swinging 45 pound kettlebells. It's always good to, you know, know that you know, somebody there has your back, you know what I mean? And then I also think like when you're doing something and we're like transitioning exercises, like the high fives or the encouragement we would give each other is just something that has benefited, not just the workout, but also, you know, our marriage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. Like you hyping each other up or you just get to that point, like, come on, you got it. You got it. <laughs> you got it. Um, Yeah, you know, we do. We got some videos, man, where you just, you ain't got a lot of energy, so you can't expend a whole lot celebrating, but that <laughs> one little touch or tap, you know, those words you give to each other, though, those things, they do matter. Yeah. I think those things matter a bunch. Um, And that's, you know, another one of those things I don't want to skip over. Like, I love the fact that in real time, I get to see, see you guys do that work together. Um, And I don't want to not give it as much credit as we should give for doing that work, because I know how easily it could just go the other way. And, you know, how distant a lot of people are in their relationships and how unwilling a lot of people are in their relationships to be in the space where they can support their partner. And it's little stuff like this where, like, you know, hell, if we not if if neither of us is even, you know, really doing anything training wise to better ourselves or let alone one is and the other one isn't like it just it just starts to create a completely different dynamic to where. On the opposite side of that, if you are doing this work together, then, you know, the dynamic is a dynamic of support where each person gets a chance to fit in wherever they're needed, wherever they're wanted. Um, And that elevates both parties together instead of it being, you know, one has to be up and the other has to be down, you know? Yeah. And there are some of the exercises we do. Um and I feel like it's usually kind of our last hoorah of the, of the, uh, of the training session where we're simultaneously doing separate exercises, but like one person's completion of their exercises is the time determinant for the other. And I think about like how, how strengthening that can be, because on one hand, you know, the person, for example, who has to hold a plank while the other person does something else 
you don't you realize like I ain't got time to berate you and tell you to hurry I'm gonna encourage you (laughs) you got it or how many times you're the person who the time is dependent on and you muster the strength to do it well not for yourself but because you know your partner has to keep doing this other thing until you return and so mm-hmm. I know for me there's a part where it's like man I'm tired this is the last thing and if it was just me I would probably take my time doing this but I realized that like he has to do this you know other thing until I get back so all of a sudden I I find strength to like move faster or do something well and in because it's for him not just me and I think it's those elements too that have strengthened our relationship yeah I love seeing that work in real time to where like like you said you all in my mind the way I put the training sessions together I would say by the time we get to those points in the session like I've got you all in the prime spot where I want you like the all the barriers are broken down. You you guys are a little bit tired. There's fatigue that's set in, but then you're also connected. Probably the best you're gonna be for that session. So it, it it's cool to see not only you guys complete the work under that duress and under that fatigue, but then also to find that next step or that next level where like, well, no, let me make sure I say something to Jay real quick too, because that that was a good set or. RJ, let me make sure I say something to Shonda because I know that was something she struggled with the last time around, but she killed that one. You know what I mean? And then y'all always get a get a little hand slap or something like at the end, you know, and it's it's authentic, you know, to where it's like, that's all I got for you. But like, I, it's, it's, it's love in that because, you know, I love you, but we also did this thing together that was, was kind of tough today, mm-hmm. you know, like, mm-hmm. get this guy out of here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Bye. <laughs> I ain't want yeah, to it, it don't it don't they don't be want me to stay as much like after the sessions. Like it's you like I'm getting kicked out normally after the sessions. Like <laughs> Yeah, like I ain't got no nice words for you, homie. Nah, See don't put that stuff weeks. in there and get you get you on out of here, man. No, you can't have no water. <laughs> no, nah, no water. None of the uh, water. <laughs> but that brings me to number five for me on my top five, which compensations it could be a whole podcast. I've done a therapy Thursday on this. So if you're interested, you can look through the list compensations, but essentially we've all been living in our bodies as long as we've been alive and how we have utilized our bodies up until this point has been, however we've utilized them. But when we recognize that there are part different parts of our body were intended and how, how we are created as humans to do certain things. And when certain parts of our bodies can't do the things they were intended to do, some other part of our body has to step in and help it do it. And as I'm going through, so again, when my, when my, the position of my legs underneath my hips, when I'm standing straight up, when I'm too wide set, other parts of my body have to compensate for that. So when we started working out, you know, I was, I noted, like I had lower back issues. I had knee issues, um, which in my mind, I was communicating that to Fairbanks so that I would not become injured. What I found is as we went through the work, I stopped having those issues, not because it was like, let's, let's work on that issue or let's avoid things, but let's actually teach you how to stand up. I would say a good six months at least of our time together was me learning to stand. Yeah. Just learning to stand. And so I have a couple very powerful compensation stories. One is, um, okay, I'm learning how to stand, right? (laughs) My legs are often wide set, bringing them under my hips. That takes effort. That takes intentionality. That takes work. I get to a point where now my default is much closer to under my hips than it was before. Then as I continue to move through, yes, my legs are underneath my hips, but my knees are locked. So with my knees locked, there is no, there is no soft knees. There's no giving my knees. Right. And that also lends to why I was always leaning back. And when something was, I don't know, whatever, Ooh, I lifted that hurt. This hurts. It would always come back to 
well, how are you standing? And it was just one day and it was a day. This is, I have almost cried many times. I think this is a day I did cry. It was when I made the connection between my locked knees and my default freeze response in times of stress, threat, and danger. And it was just like something about bringing those things together of like, oh my God, I have done a decade plus worth of work to recognize that the trauma that I've experienced gets lodged in my body. But somehow I never thought about how that literally physically plays out in my body, like locked knees. And it was just something about that revelation that made me cry because I was like, oh my God. So I had this thing where I had to talk to my knees and the trauma that was hiding in there and saying, hey, we don't have to freeze. Like, it's okay. Like we, we live in safety now. It doesn't mean there will never be threat or danger or challenge, right? But it was, it was just this beautiful connection through which I directly was aiming to heal my nervous system by making that connection. So that was one story. The other was this year. Um, I was going through a period of time where I was evaluating my rates and compensation and money stuff and value stuff and all the things. And that's, that's, that's work. That's a lot of work. It was a lot of work for me. And so I had been doing the work probably for a couple of months. We got ready to have our workout and in our talking, we had talked about how I was like getting much closer to establishing my rates, what they were going to be. And before he got here, I was in my office doing that stuff on the computer. So we go to work out and I noticed like, Hey, I didn't feel the stress or the heightened anxiety that I normally felt when I would do this kind of stuff. So I took that to mean like, I've worked through that. I went to go do this work and the the angst that I normally feel, I don't feel anymore. Cool. All right. So we start working out (laughs) and I, I don't remember what exercise we were doing, but whatever it was, it, it was something that required me to be on the floor with one knee down and one knee at a 90 degree angle. And somehow something was hurting. It might've been my back. I don't know. Something was, I had discomfort. And so instead of immediately just going to solution or fix it, you know, Fairbanks approaches these things in the physical, the way I approach things in the mental, emotional, spiritual, which is pause. What is your body trying to communicate? Like there is communication happening. Let's not just try to fix it. Let's, let's inquire about the communication. So we get to like, it's this process of like, I don't know. And then, so my hip, it was something in my hip, my hip. What, why is something happening with my hip? This shouldn't even be using my hips like this. And what I realized is all that angst and anxiety that I thought I had just worked through. It wasn't that I had worked through it. It ran away. It was like, yo, you going to keep doing this and this is too much. So let's just go hide. And it hit in my hip. And the more I talk, like, I don't know. In some ways, I feel like this sounds crazy, but it's true. It It literally ran. Let me check on in with you. It ain't. (laughs) Oh, and it hit. So then when, 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 and and it's not like I knew this, like Fairbanks went searching for it, like touching the different parts. Is it this? And, you know, started my, like some of my, you know, challenging areas. We started there. It wasn't that. Then we got to my hip and I was like, oh, yeah, I think that's it. So then I start to do hip cards. I start to work that out. And then what started coming to me is like, that's where it went to hide. And so then I had to do the work of going, hey, just because the thing is, child, no, no, no. And it makes sense to me because that was how Shonda got through life. Just stuff it down. And so I had, all of, I had all these places, right, where things could go hide. And in some ways, you know, my bigger body gave more space for things to hide and not be seen. And if I just focus <laughs> here, then, da, da, da. and so it's like, we tracked that thing down and I had to go, no, come out of there, get out of mm-hmm. there because it was taking up room in my hip. My hip couldn't do what my hip needed to do because some of this emotional stuff had just like set up shop there. And so when I tell y'all that this, this thing here it's a whole thing 
and it so overlaps with with the work, right? Um, that I y'all that y'all know me for the work that the Labors of Love podcast has been talking about for two years, but to be able to do the actual physical body work, it's 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 life changing, man. It is, and that's something where it's cool to sit and just hear somebody else talk about it, and then it's cool in real time to just chime in and be like, "No, I I came to the work trying to save myself." You know, I was I was in a space that I didn't want to be in um, with some tools, though, like I've always been, you know, a person that moved, a person that trained, a person that, you know, has been interested in mind, body connectivity type of stuff. Um, it just took, you know, maybe some really dark places for everything to start to make a little bit more sense. And then as it made a little bit more sense, you know, it was just you know, continuing to go down that road to see, you know, what was there. And then thankfully I've, I've had some other people who I've just been able to give the information to in real time and they've been able to, to utilize it in, in their own spaces uh, to, to help them. And so even in that, that helps me understand what the next, the next steps, the next pieces of it should be, you know, and it's, it's never anything, too too complicated you know it's it's always just just things that that force you to deal with what's always been there instead of you know stuffing it over in the next corner you know and and i think you talked about it your your bigger body it 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 left a lot of space for things to hide and we've had this conversation in real time as we've been training i'm like you know hey this I know now that this stuff just leads to a certain a certain place from a movement perspective. Your body is going to be set up to move better. So then at some point, the aesthetics have to set up around that. There's just certain things that aren't needed. So now we're back into our cycles where if there's things that aren't needed, we got to they got to be discarded, you know, and the, and the work that goes along with that has has to be done. It gives a whole new perspective to losing weight. Right. And, <laughs> yeah. and and when people struggle with weight loss and people who are saying like, look, I've altered my eating. You know what I mean? I work out. I do these things. I can't seem to lose weight. Well, if you got stuff that's occupying space, you can't lose the weight because the stuff is still there. Even mm -hmm. when you start to lose some of the weight, that stuff, you didn't took away a room in the house. Now we got to go set up residency somewhere else. So now you're starting to notice you got joint issues, you got back pain, you got headaches. And so it really does require us to look at the mind-body connection. It's not just something that it seems like a popular term that people are saying, that all this stuff is connected. But then you start working with some of this stuff, you start pulling it out of its hiding places and actually addressing it and dealing with it. All of a sudden, the body is like, I got all the, I, I, don't, I don't need this extra space. So you start losing weight and it's not... It, 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 it comes from a whole different place. And you do, you look up in your body, you recognize that it looks stronger. You know, it feels stronger. You can do things that you couldn't do before, or you do it with less pain or less discomfort. So it, it just becomes this holistic experience. Um, and I really wanted to talk about it in depth because I know I've been alluding to it. But in some ways, it feels so contrary to how I have experienced exercise, movement, and mobility um, throughout my life that I had to experience it to be able to talk about it. And that was one of the things, like, I, I can go all the way back to probably 2019 when Fairbanks came out to my office for the first time to like, hey, let me give you a little taste of what I'm doing just so you can know and all this stuff. And it's like, okay, but then when you do it, do it you're kind of like, oh no, I can talk about this very, I can articulate this experience very well because I'm, I'm going through it. Um, and I do appreciate that, you know, if you do already, if you don't, you'll have an opportunity. He'll give his socials and stuff at the end, where if you follow his Instagram journey, he is always doing some things, you know, you can actually see him putting in the work. And that for me is very much the equivalent that I've saying, I do my work. I'm not out here asking anybody who comes to do their journeying 
to do something that I'm not doing myself, right? Now, Jay and I be looking at this and sometimes we'd be like, oh, so this is what we working up to, okay. Like we see him doing some advanced exercise and I'm like, mm, I can I can see what we doing now and how it's gonna lead to that. And we have this thing that anytime we see people doing crazy stuff online, um, we will like, we'll send him a video, right? If they're really outlandish, but sometimes we be looking at each other like, don't send him that because two months, <laughs> next thing you know, that'll be, that'll be one of our dynamic uh, exercises. So, <laughs> so sometimes we see it and we be like, mm, don't you send him that? And I hope he don't come across it. But I just hope that people can hear not just in our words but just in how we are flowing like this this is when we talk about holistic this is part of the holistic for me um as we start to wrap up um I would love to talk just a little bit Fairbanks you and I about like how we have began to conceptualize us doing work together like taking our um our work and putting it together. One of those ways is so uh Kara Michelle Pearson, she was a guest somewhere, I think back in season one. You know, Fairbanks has been here and myself. We have an offering that is a retreat. Um, we call it a retreat, um, a, a wellness retreat, because we are addressing all those parts. You know, Fairbanks comes in and he is helping people understand the mind-body connection, but also walking them through some functional movements and has the capacity to do a little bit of that functional assessment with people. Kara is, is just known for creating pop-up wellness spaces. So she curates the actual physical space where people not only can, you know, rest and relax and rejuvenate, but she is also creating spaces where people can use that rest creatively. So what does mindful creativity look like? Um, and how she creates spaces for people to do things like uh, utilize creativity, whether it's art, whether it's journaling, whether it's creating your own essential oil blends that leads to that. And then I'm me, you know, I do a lot of my work around helping people to recognize experiences of the past, impact our present and giving people that information. Um, because we both do what we do and we both do what we do well, but I'm like, how much more if people get all of that together, it's just, it just is a dynamic experience. So anything you want to say about like, just how we take these things and are moving towards collaboration. I just want to second the, the, uh, emotion that I'm excited about that collaboration that we have that's already out there. Uh, because it gives us an opportunity to to each of us just kind of fit in in our own space um, and provide value in each of those spaces. Uh, and this is one of those things like, you know, it, like you said, we're kind of getting towards the, the wrap up of it. Um, I know initially to some people who, you know, you're looking for whatever that next thing might be, that next step for whatever you're doing in your journey. Um you sound excitable, you know, and you are because there's real work that you've been doing. Um, and that could be tough for people that are are still searching. Um, and I don't want it to feel like it's something that's so far away. Like there's still real stuff that you're going, that's going on in your life. There's still real stuff that's going on in my life. Um, but then there's also this space that we get to live in where I feel like we're both working and living in our passion. So any of the, the, the stuff that you could deem as negative or stuff that you, you know, wouldn't want to be dealing with right now, like that stuff that just kind of fits in a box over in the corner because it's not really relevant um, or it's not really a concern um, to the greater good of things. So it, it's one of those things. I just want to keep doing stuff like this to put the information out there. Like I think this makes for a cool gradual build to where like I did do that initial offering with you in 2019 just with the steel mace um i didn't have a lot of the mobility information that i had at that time but like i had this this thought of like connectivity and like you know the the mobility movement and mental training what the initial thoughts of that was once i got some of the mobility uh, information that next year it just pulled everything together and then as you grew and elevated with your business you know, it started to make sense for us to be able to chime in together for you to be able to understand the work I'm doing on my side. And then that's what led to us being able to just even put together that initial offering that we have now. I think that's something that's the sleeping giant 
Um, it's something where all of this stuff that we're talking about, this isn't supposed to be an I told you so kind of thing. Um, it's informational just to let people know what the options are that are out there. Um, and if it's an option that fits in with you, like the work still is going to have to be done regardless. So figure it out, figure out if it's an option that fits in and resonates with you. And if it does, the next thing to do is to start doing the work. And because there's so much work to do, it would be great to start sooner rather than later, you know? Absolutely. So I'm hoping that like there are people who are taking this away, um, taking things away for themselves personally, but you know, the retreat specifically, we are marketing as like, let us come love on your people. You know, Mm -hmm. organizations, school districts, people who have a lot of people who do work for them. We want to change culture. That's it. We're the people you call in when you say, hey, you know how we said we actually care about you holistically. This is how we're going to demonstrate it. We have these people coming in for us to to love on you, mind, body, spirit, the whole thing. Um, And and that that can be this way for us to come in and let people know what's possible and then have these ongoing relationships with folks where um, people can continue to do the work because I am big on this. I think that the work that all of us do, me, Fairbanks and Kara, I think all that needs to be paid for on the company's dime. You know why? When you're doing your work, you show up to your employer, your, your best self that you can be in that moment. And they are the ones benefiting from it. I think they need to be the ones paying for it. So that's how it's currently. And I marketing sounds um, <laughs> a little too aggressive. We are not even really marketing it. It exists. So I wanted y'all to know um, that it exists. And that um, in addition to both all being in our passions, being able to like do collaborations with people you genuinely love, people who genuinely know you that you have grown in some capacity with is just simply amazing. So Jay, is there any like final words you have for the folks? I would just say, you know, movement is key. If you can kind of keep moving, find a way to better your movement. It'll enhance your life in many ways. I love that. I second that. D fair. Um, any closing words? And then finally, if people are interested um in more of what you and Lions Pride has to offer, how can they find you? Uh closing words, I'll just kind of, you know, piggyback with with Jay, you know, just trying to move with intention. Uh, you know, everything that, that we're doing, uh, just trying to continue to provide value, provide information for people, um, and just trying to help people move better and and you know, enjoy a healthy lifestyle. And then whatever, whatever that means for that specific person, that's what it means, you know? So, um, if you wanted to check in with us, uh, website is teamlpw.com. Uh, our Instagram information, my personal Instagram is at dfair42. Um, and then our, uh, weightlifting, our facility, uh, page on Instagram is at Lions Pride Weightlifting. Um, and then I also have a uh, David Fairbanks Facebook page as well as a Lions Pride Weightlifting uh, Facebook page as well. So uh, we are located 1213 York Street, uh, Suite D. So we're right downtown, uh, right on the outskirts of downtown. So you can get get to some off street parking and get back to uh your main intersections, our main uh, interstates, excuse me, uh, pretty easily. So if the corporate options aren't something that end up checking in as we continue to expand on that, um, if you want to check in with us at that next level and come to train at the facility or um, if the in-home personal training is something uh, that sounds appealing to you, I would love it if you reach out to me. Yeah. So if you're in the Cincinnati area, there is the, um, the possibility for the like tangible location down at the actual gym. You know, he has that, you ain't got to leave your house, which whoop whoop has been very great um, and stuff, but yeah, just check them out. Some really good stuff, brother. I love you. I appreciate your time and for us just being able to kick it. 
appreciate you too. And just if you are coming to the facility, we got a ton of different stuff going on. Um, we've got Olympic weightlifting down here. Um, I've got um, a couple of ladies that are down here. Uh, Kara is doing a yoga class on Thursdays, 9.15 a.m. Um, Coach Ashley Terry is doing, um, she's doing an all women's uh, strength and conditioning class, but then she's accepting new clients um, down here as well. Um, just doing uh, strength and conditioning, hit classes, um, group fitness classes. Um, and then we have AJ down here doing martial arts and self-defense as well. Um, all of us do personal training. So like I said, just a bunch of different stuff going on down here. Trapeze yoga is still on Saturdays. Um, just a number of different options for people to choose from um, if they are looking to get active. So, Yes, got a little something for everybody. So y'all, I hope you enjoyed this episode of really just kind of getting a little behind the scenes, a little more intimate look into how I um, fit movement into my body as a holistic approach to my wellness. Um, I want to give a special shout out to Trey Angel, who provides all the music for the labors of love and to my producer and today guest, Jay Sug from Instant Classic Media. And as always, I love my, I love you, my guests. Thank you for tuning in. Um, if you have suggestions for content or guests, hit up the website, www.thelaborsoflove.com. On that welcome page, scroll down. There's a place for you to input your suggestions. Um, if you keep going down on the welcome page, you can sign up for the newsletter to hear all the awesome things that are going on at labors of love i want to remind you that i have started a patreon if you are a regular listener to this podcast i'm highly um, encouraging and inviting you to head over patreon and to financially contribute to this labor of love because y'all i am hella consistent and it cost me something to do this, but it doesn't cost you anything to listen. So uh, consider what support looks like. Um, if you can't financially support, you know, I love to hear from people when they reach out. Tell me how the in, how the work I'm doing is impacting you. That also is very helpful. Um, don't forget we're on all the major social media outlets. If you haven't followed me on TikTok yet, go ahead and do that. Our YouTube channel houses all of our labor, uh, what is it? Our Therapy Thursday videos. And go ahead and give us that five-star rating. Uh, write a review if you can and share the podcast with your loved ones and your friends. Until we connect again, you all be well.